0: California has become the Soviet Union. Wars have been started for less than the crap California is pulling. South Carolina decides to initiate all sorts of ways to carry out the death penalty. Their arguments have even death penalty experts on edge. And people are really, really, really dumb. Remember that next time you look at one of those nonsensical warnings on... A pack of whatever this is gene and you're listening to dumbasses talking politics hey hey, this is gene welcome back to dumbasses talking politics happy thursday last week last day of the podcast and we got some big news going on here right right at this very moment arguments in front of the supreme court are happening about donald trump being kicked off the ballot in colorado So far, I've noticed a couple of things. One, the big argument seems to be that from the left is that Donald Trump is an insurrectionist. And I find this amazing. So we're listening, I'm listening to people here, um, and it seems like some of the Supreme Court justice members have already convicted Trump of insurrection. Now, mind you, one of the problems... With the with that argument is that one Donald Trump was never accused of insurrection, he hasn't gotten to court for insurrection. Uh, the closest that he's gotten is is the guy from Washington D.C. is trying to push it, but even that case might be thrown out. He's never been convicted of insurrection. His actions show that he had nothing to do with insurrection, and even Trump's lawyers are sitting back. Well, wait a minute, this wasn't an insurrection, so it's a terrible thing but it was a riot because it, it wasn't an insurrection. It was a riot. Nobody was armed. So he, he's telling these leftists that, it, well, yes, it, if he was an insurrectionist like uh, Jefferson Davis during the civil war, yeah, he'd be qualified not to be put on the ballot, but he's not an insurrectionist. And what happened at the, the, what happened at the Capitol was not Donald Trump, and it wasn't an insurrection; it was a riot. But we can already see—we can already see that a couple of the Supreme Court justices, specifically uh, Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, and Kentenji um, Brown Jackson—they've already convicted Donald Trump of insurrection. They're calling him; they are actually calling him an insurrectionist, and they're not mincing their words at all. So you can already, I mean, again, this is horrid for a Supreme Court justice. You're supposed to remain unbiased. And you're already calling him an insurrectionist. Even though he's never gone to trial over being an insurrectionist. And the one trial that he might go through, he's probably going to win. Because he's not an insurrectionist. And and this whole thing, these three honestly believe that this was an insurrection. And it was, it was a riot. And that's what the Trump lawyers keep reminding them. Um, this was a riot. This is no different than, than the BLM riots or anything like that. This was just a riot. Nothing more. This wasn't an insurrection. None of these guys came in armed. They half of them were wearing makeup. And then, of course, we 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 skipped. They didn't bring this up, but we skipped the fact that a lot of these guys were invited in by the Capitol Police. So we can already see it's going to be six to three. Uh, the thing with the six to three is it probably will go down to five four because John Roberts is probably going to side with the leftists because he's trying to make his court look like it's nonpartisan. You know, John Roberts should just stop doing that, but he's not going to stop doing that. It's a complete BS trial, a complete BS hearing. This uh, every time they the Colorado brings up that you know the insurrectionists and things like that, they keep bringing up the past based words based off of the Federalist Papers, based off the Constitution. They keep saying, "Well, wait a minute, this was for civil war." You're saying that Donald Trump was part of the civil war. Little things like that. They keep showing how asinine their arguments are. So it's still going on. Um, they keep bringing it up. The the left is having a real hard time, the Colorado. They're having a real hard time, both the leftist judges and the Colorado uh, jurists, the Colorado attorneys. They're having a real hard time with, I believe it is Section 2 of the 14th Amendment, So they're trying to bring up Section 1, and they're trying to bring up Section 3, which wasn't part of the argument. As a matter of fact, one of the leftist judges had mentioned, well, you didn't bring up anything about Section 1. He goes, yeah, because we're not arguing Section 1. We're arguing Section 2. No one brought up Section 1. Of course, that was Contenji Brown Jackson, and she's a freaking idiot. Remember, she's the I'm-not-a-biologist judge. So it's always interesting to look. You don't see any film of them which is too bad. It'd be nice if they had cameras so we could actually watch these judges, but you can you can tell. Like, for example, Sotomayor, you know she's drooling because she's just such a, a imbecile. It would be fun just to watch him. Okay, so we'll find out what they're going to rule on. It's probably going to be a week to two weeks, maybe a month before they actually come up with a ruling. But as of right now, from listening to the judges... It sounds like it's going to be a 6-3, and I would say probably 5-4 because John Roberts is is kind of a pussy, and he doesn't want his court to look like, you know, he wants to make the court look even for some reason, so he may go with the leftist judges, but this is a slam dunk case. I don't see how any of them, how any of them actually go against. The only one I'm concerned about, believe it or not, is Amy Coney Barrett. Her, I'm a little worried about because she, her, some of her questions seem to be really deep and prodding questions, especially of the Trump lawyers. Um, but I, I don't see how she even goes for it. Okay, so let's get to our dumbass of the day. Okay, so there's this real push by the LGBTQ plus poop emoji cult to push that... Men who think they are women are actually women. Well, here is... This was a podcast. I I don't have the name of the podcast. Uh, It's called the No Jumper Podcast. And they had a guy on who is apparently dating a transgender woman or a man. And I don't think this went... it, It just shows you. This just shows you how nonsensical the argument that a transgender woman or a man with all his faculties if you're dating that person you're not gay okay and and these guys they did not really hold back much they may have not been jerk offs about it but they were like how do you square that circle It, it doesn't quite make sense and then they go into a little bit of description and at the end we have the certain conclusion that everybody has to make so let's listen to this clip because it's a it's funny
1: but then you also have acknowledged that you'll suck her dick correct absolutely how do you square that in your mind
0: man this is a good one i mean i just truly like i i really just look at her like a woman whether she has a dick or not personally like it, it even looks girly to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> girly it's different than dick. mine. Right. I got
1: a big. We'll I got a big.
0: I'm <laughs> my, my OnlyFans is called the Hung Plumber for a reason. Right. I'm <laughs> hung as. She's got this tiny little thing from the hormones. Well, yeah. like, the then,
1: hormones make it small and yes. make it like not get hard, right? No, not at all. It, I literally. If she's it, real like, turned on. If I get her real turned on, yeah. You, yeah. Might, you might see it poking yeah. up. Yeah, uh, yeah, you'll yeah. see it through the dress. <laughs> That's fine. I love it. Holy shit. I'm still learning. There's so many things I don't know about the trans relationship.
0: Okay, you don't have any. This guy has nothing to square out here. There is no way to square that circle. If you're sucking a man's penis, you're putting it in your mouth, doesn't matter how big it is, you are gay. Period. End of story. And by the way, this guy says, I got a lot to learn about the trans, this trans thing. No, you don't need to learn anything. You don't have to learn anything. This is nothing more than two gay men going at it. And you can call yourself straight. If that makes you okay with it, that's fine. Don't convince. If this guy came to me and said, yeah, I'm straight. No, you're not, dude. You're with another. You know why I know? You are sucking the penis of another dude. And and the thing is, when you hear this, and even the guy who's saying, well, it it sounds kind of weird. No, it's weird. This is a dude He's still got his stuff You, you enjoy it That's fine if you're into that But you've got to be into that Most men are not into that They see it as gay And that is gay Alright, let's get to our first story We've got a lot of stories we want to cover This is a story I can't remember if I covered this one already But I, I thought it was really an important study And it just shows how California, the Soviet Union, when you read the Gulag Archipelago or you read anything concerning the Soviet Union, one one of the things you learn is a word called the organs. And what the organs are, when you're talking about the Soviet Union, and this was called, the bureaucracy was called the organs for a reason. It was called the organs because, like the organs in the human body, the organs keep the body moving. And the bureaucracy in a Soviet government are what keep the Soviet government moving. So they would call the bureaucracy the organs. Now, the bureaucracy wasn't a bunch of people that were voted in. They weren't a bunch of people that were you know, assigned. They weren't the leaders. They worked in place of the leaders. Now, in the United States, we have the organs, too. The EPA, the IRS, the um, uh, HHS, the border of ICE. We have tons of organs in this country. Bureaucracies that don't have to really account to anybody. They're not being monitored by anybody. They just kind of do their own thing. They make up laws. The EPA is notorious for this. The Environmental Protection Agency. Which is one of the reasons I think we need a amendment in the Constitution which kills a bureaucracy after a certain amount of time. Uh, Levine, Mark Levine says a bureaucracy should get no more than five years and then they have to prove their existence after that. And if they can't prove their existence, the bureaucracy is folded. Here is another example, and this is from California, which has become a bureaucratic state. Everyone talks about Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom's not running Dick. It is all the bureaucracies in the country that are running everything. And the bureaucracies are accountable to nobody. So according to Fox News, George Sheets spent 50 years in construction saving his money. He bought a vacant lot not far from Lake Tahoe and planned to build a house there for his retirement. But when Sheets went to get a building permit, he was issued an unexpected, quote, traffic impact, impact mitigation, end quote, fee of over $23,000. The county legislature created the fee a few years ago earlier to help pay for road work. Quote, that's when I started getting pissed off, end quote, Sheets told Fox News. Quote, I said, this is ridiculous, end quote. Sheets has built several homes throughout his life, so he's familiar with the typical administrative process and costs. Quote, well, you don't have to build here, end quote, he recalled the county officials saying after he complained, go somewhere else. Okay, the reason the state is doing this came from Sheets' attorney, Paul Beard. He said, quote, they asked him to pay for traffic impacts caused by other uses and developments like retail development and office development. Why should he have to pay for those pre existing deficiencies? And for what? for those impacts caused by other uses excellent question here's the thing and this is the real problem and the house he's going to build by the way is is one of those steel homes so he's building kind of a mini home uh here here's the problem with these people they they think they can do whatever they want there's no one's going to tell them otherwise this is going to go to the court this could i could see this going to the supreme court and it's because this is just unnecessary fees. They just want to take it from this guy. The state of California doesn't want you, want you owning property. The, the state of California is very clear about that. Permits are becoming extremely difficult to get in California because they don't want you building. What they want to build in California is a bunch of apartment buildings. That's all they want. They want this place to look like the Soviet U- Union where you have apartment building after apartment building after apartment building and everyone pays practically nothing to live in that apartment building. The problem they're going to have is nobody, the problem they have, they have this now, nobody wants to build an apartment building. So what is now costs of apartments are astronomical in California right now. California, you pay more for an apartment than anything in, in, in town. Right now, we're paying twenty four hundred dollars for a two-bedroom apartment. Twenty-four you go to Arizona, you pay maybe a thousand. And it's just going higher. So and that's all because of regulations, that's all because of laws, that's all because of liability that are placed on uh, landlords. Now, what is California talking about? If you live in California, you see the commercials, rent control. Let me give you, a rent control is where the state says, this is how much you pay for an apartment. This is how much your tenants pay for an apartment. Here's the problem. You apply rent control. I don't think this apartment is $2,400 because the landlord's an asshole. I don't believe that at all. It's $2,400 because the landlord has to get insurance specifically that uh, specifically tailored by California, which is extremely expensive, they have to get liability insurance on everything because of California. They have to keep up regulations. They have people who are working seven days a week here to keep up this apartment complex. And it's not one person. It's like 10. They have to be available 24-7 All of these regulations they stick on these apartment buildings raise the cost of apartments. And with rent control, they want to make it that, oh, well, you you only pay $1,000 for that apartment. And yet they're not going to take any of the other expenses away from the landlord. Now, here's the thing. They have tried rent control. Hollywood had rent control in Los Angeles. Santa Monica had rent control. I think they tried rent control in like Stockton, California. They've tried rent control in just about everywhere in California. And guess what ended up happening? Um, Yeah, no, it failed. It ended up, Santa Monica is a prime example. Santa Monica, people can't wait to get people. They are finding loopholes in the law to kick tenants out of their apartment buildings to tear down the apartment buildings and build condos nowhere can be, this be seen more than the, San, the Bay Area San Francisco, San Jose but California doesn't want you to have the ability to do that they want to own your land they want to own this George Sheets land they want to build apartment buildings so they'll tax the living hell out of this poor bastard So that he can't build and then they'll just say, go somewhere else. Oh, excuse me. You didn't say I'd have to pay for all that when I bought the land. Now I bought the land. You're telling me I can't do anything with it. And then I got to pay a $23,000 fee because somebody else didn't pay the fee. Absolutely incredible. And what amazes me, what amazes me, we have become such a sleepy society. We have become fat, we have become lazy, and everybody should be looking at this and saying, F you! We should be walking into the Capitol building in in Sacramento and saying, F you, Gavin Newsom. Revolutions were started over a tax on tea, for Christ's sake. And meanwhile, You buy property and suddenly you're not allowed to use your own property the way you want without paying a fee? Absolutely incredible. This guy doesn't know what he's going to do. He can't build. He cannot build. I'm telling you, things are just going to go the wrong way. Okay, you know, this is a great story. So I am a firm believer in the death penalty. Now, I know the big arguments with the death penalty. Well, the death penalty doesn't actually curtail crime. Well, I mean, there are three things that make the death penalty worthwhile. Okay? First, it has to be done. It has to be done quickly, and it has to be done publicly. Okay, so it has to be done. If you're going to have a death penalty, you have to implement the death penalty. It has to be done quickly. If somebody has been convicted and he's been sentenced to death, he needs to be sentenced to death in a period of time that people know who this guy is, know he's been why he's been sentenced to death. And it has to be publicly. People have to see what it is. We don't do any of that in California, in, in the United States. In no state do you have that. Texas, yeah, Texas, Georgia, Missouri, Mississippi... They have the death penalty. They implemented a lot. But those three criteria, criteria—those one of those three criteria are fulfilled. They do do the death penalty sometimes. I mean, California doesn't do it at all. We had, until they abolished the death penalty in California. By the way, they abolished the death penalty on California in a partisan way. People voted that the death penalty in California should be implemented. And Gavin Newsom just said, no, we're going to get rid of it. So you can see, we got a little tyrant in Sacramento, in California. But the fact of the matter is, we cannot have a death penalty that is only implemented after 10 to 20 years, which the entire country has done. And we, it really should be quick. If you're convicted of death penalty, you get a month and then you're put down. I mean, that's how it should be. That's how it is in every other country in the world that has the death penalty. And as far as I don't understand why we don't have public execution we used to. We used to have public executions. People should see how horrid it is to die, to be executed. And I've I've said this about everything. We always we have a tendency in this country to cleanse bad optics. So for example, I remember the old days when Daniel Pearl was executed by the Taliban, they said, oh, here's, they show the video, and right before Daniel Pearl's head was cut off, they they cut it off. Oh, you can't see that. No, you should see that. Maybe you'll have the anger at the Taliban that you should have if you actually saw the brutality of a beheading. October 7th is another thing. They never show us what happened in Israel. They sit back and they they oh, they cleanse it. Israel finally released a 45-minute video of some of the horrors that they went through. I haven't even seen that. I can't find that video anywhere. And everyone who saw it said, it was one of the most grotesque things I've ever seen. We should never show it to the public. No, you should show it to the public. You should see the woman that had got shot in the back of the head and was leaning over a table because she was raped and facing an oven while her baby was being cooked. That's in the video. That should be shown. We should see this to see what kind of inhuman animals these people are in Gaza. Maybe if anybody, Rashida Tlaib and and AOC, they should be forced to watch this crap. Maybe then that war would be a thing. Murder is the same thing we should see what these murderers do you do not get the death penalty in this country unless you did something truly horrible i mean truly horrible and, and we don't we we don't see any of this stuff we should see it maybe then we'll understand why there is a death penalty well, South Carolina has had nothing but huge problems. One of the problems they had was, I believe it was in 2002, 2000, uh, mid, mid-2010s, maybe 2012, 2013, we were running out of drugs for lethal injection. And the reason we were running out of drugs for lethal injection is the pharmaceutical companies who are anti-death penalty decided just to stop making them. It's not like we ran out of the material. It's just they decided to stop making it. Well, what South Carolina has decided to do, okay, we can't do lethal injection anymore. We don't have any of the drugs. So they decided to do something else. Go a different direction. Okay, from Fox News, lawyers for a group in South Carolina death row inmates who have run out of appeals to argue, uh, appeals argued to the state Supreme Court that two of the state's forms of execution, the old electric method and the new firing squad method, are cruel and unusual punishments although the state claims that painless deaths are not mandated the lawyers for the for inmates also argued in 2020 that the 2023 law that created to allow lethal injection to restart high restart hides too many details about the new drug and protocol that is used to kill inmates this as 33 inmates sit in South Carolina's death row there has not been a formal moratorium on the death penalty, but the state has not performed an execution in nearly 13 years after the drugs it used for the lethal injection expired and companies refused to sell more to prison officials unless they could hide their identities from the public. South Carolina purports all three execution methods are consistent with existing protocols, saying instantaneous or painless executions are not mandated by law. This is what we forget. When we say no cruel and unusual punishment, we're not talking about no pain. We're not talking about death happening the second the execution is made. Though I'll argue that with uh, electrocution and with uh, especially uh, especially death squads or um, or. Uh, uh, shooting, those are pretty. Those are pretty. Those are pretty instant. Okay, that they don't have to be painful. Cruel and unusual doesn't mean not painful. The fact of the matter is, you are telling the body to do something it's not supposed to do. It's always going to be painful. Very rarely is it not painful. Death is painful. Death is also ugly. Cruel and unusual means you can't take a prisoner and just decide not to feed him starve him to death you can't drown them you can't sit there and have ants eat them put them uh, put them in the hot sun cover them with honey and have the ants eat them you can't do that that's cruel and unusual and i'll go a step further the the whole thing with um the whole thing with firing squads firing squads is if i was going to be put down firing squads would be the way to go I don't know why firing squads are considered cruel and unusual. And by the way, they're not. They've never been considered. Firing squads, hanging, electrocution has never been considered cruel and unusual. I know this for a fact. Do you know how I know this for a fact? The guys who actually wrote the Constitution used electrocution, hanging, and firing squad. But like I said, firing squad is instantaneous death. There's no pain involved. You shoot someone in the back of the head, no pain. You you don't even know what happened. The only pain you're going to go through with firing squad is walking up to get executed. Firing squad by by being tied to a pole and shot, again, you're aiming directly at the heart. That's instantaneous death. It's controlled. It's as clean as it's going to get. And it's instantaneous. Even electrocution, a lot of people, oh, electrocution is cruel and unusual. No, electrocution is, is messy. Electrocution is not necessarily painful because your brain is overdone with electricity. That's why it wasn't considered cruel and unusual. The brain is, is short circuited when you start pumping that electricity through them, they don't feel a thing because the brain doesn't, it can't process the pain fast enough. Continuing here. Courts have never held that death has to be instantaneous or painless, wrote Grayson Lambert, a lawyer for the Republican Governor Henry McMaster's office. During a hearing, the justices questioned whether the fire squad should be considered banned unusual punishment since it has only been used in the U.S. three times in the past 50 years. Understand something. It's been only used three times in the past 50 years. Before that 50 years, it was used constantly. Constantly. It was anybody who was executed got the choice of hanging and firing squad. And then uh, eventually they added the electric chair. They always chose firing squad. Hanging is an ugly death. I think that would be close to cruel and unusual because you do not die instantly, usually. All of which were, and by the way, instantaneous death, not a thing. I, you, It's impossible to kill someone instantaneously, no matter what you do all of which were carried out in Utah. They also questioned electric connectivity uh, of the human skull and asked whether modern science has found an electric chair to be more painful and cruel than a century ago. A lawyer for the inmates admitted that if the court bans electrocution and firing squad and if the state can show that drugs used for lethal injection are the right potency and purity and method matches that is used by other states, the federal government then they do not have a basis to stop execution. So in other words, what these guys are, they're looking to pick and choose, pick something that would make this cruel and unusual, which basically means painful and not instantaneous. So you can find something wrong with everything. There's always something wrong with everything. And that's what they're trying to pick. They're trying to pick, for example, they're trying to pick... Well, what level of electricity can be pumped into somebody? Uh, What if the heart is not exactly hit? They're trying to pick something out that makes it cruel and unusual. The problem is, by cruel and unusual, they mean painful and instantaneous. And the reality is, that's not what the law says. It's not what the amendment says. The amendment doesn't say pain... uh, that you cannot... um, uh, punishment cannot be painful and instantaneous. No, it says that it can't be cruel and unusual, and that that's where we get to the examples I, I gave before. So good for uh, good for. I mean, personally, I think we need to bring back firing squads. I think firing squads are the simplest, cheapest. I and we can't say not messy. They're all messy. There, there. Even the. I would think even the gas chamber and the uh, intravenous lethal injection, they're all messy. Listen, there's nothing beautiful about death. There isn't. I'm sorry, there isn't. Death is an ugly, terrible thing. Executions are an ugly, terrible thing. That's why a lot of people should see it. I don't think you would have a tenth of the people committing the crimes they're committing if the death penalty were implemented. And as far as anyone saying, well, the death penalty doesn't exactly, doesn't uh, deter people from crime. Um, no, it does. We just don't do it right here. And what's funny, unlike communism, because whenever you say, will Im- you implement socialism everywhere in the world? It hasn't been done right. Well, no, they have just never did socialism right. And then I asked them, well, what did they not, what did they do wrong No one can answer. But when I say execution is not done right in this country, I can sit there and tell them why. It's not done right because it's not done. It's not done. It's not done enough. It's not done. So it's not done often. It's not done um, quickly. And it's not done publicly. Those are the three reasons the death penalty never worked in this country. If you go to Saudi Arabia, there's barely any crime. You go to Singapore or Malaysia where they implement the death penalty. Oh, hell, they beat you if you litter. They don't have the crime we have here because they do it correctly. Okay, so good for South Carolina. I like South Carolina. Okay, have you ever... Let's get to the next story. This is kind of funny. Have you ever just looked around and you pick up a, 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 let's say, a box of cereal. And yes, I'm using hyperbole here. I'm exaggerating. And you see a warning on the cereal. And I'm making this up. I'm not saying this happens. I just can't think of a warning at this moment. But there's a warning. Do not drink with beer for kids. Okay, this is not made for kids. Or you see an alcohol bottle. Do not drink. Do not give to kids. Do not drink and drive. There's another one. I mean, warnings out there that are should be pretty obvious. And you wonder why that warning is even there. Why the Prop 65 warning is a real common one for apartment buildings. Some things in this apartment building can cause cancer. Which, by the way, you can put everywhere. Everywhere, they can, everything can cause cancer. You ever wonder why they do that? Well, they do that because... People do the crap that they're warning against. It could be the dumbest crap. For example, the big warning is do not drink and drive. They they say that on the commercials now. You have to put that on a commercial, in California at least. Hey, do not drink and drive. That should be a really common thing. You know that. It's illegal. We see YouTube has videos on it all the time. Well, I know not to drink and drive. But they have to put the warning there. And the reason they put the warning there is people do it. Well, here's a warning that uh, was released from the U.S. uh, the Department of Transportation. And this is funny. This is from the BBC. U.S. Secretary for Transportation Pete Buttigieg posted on Twitter to say that all current vehicles require the driver to be engaged at all times. However, one driver admitted this video was a prank. So, what, what happened? So, There was a video out there of a user driving a Tesla truck, one of the new Tesla trucks, and that Tesla truck has Auto Drive enabled on it. So the guy was in Auto Drive, and he put on the Apple goggles, the um, those goggles that they have for ultra, ultra reality, virtual reality. So he put on this these goggles, and he was doing the thing with his hands, playing with his virtual reality while the car was driving. Now, a little, little update here. That guy was an influencer. It was a joke. He had the goggles. There was another guy in the car. He had the goggles on for, 10, for about 30 seconds. He could see while he was driving. He was completely engaged with the driving. The guy next to him was his video videographer, so this whole thing was a joke. But this little picture of the guy driving, uh, self-driving the Tesla, with the goggles went viral, and people, of course, had a lot of comments, including Pete, Pete Budakig, that said, "You have to be engaged. You cannot be on virtual reality. You can't read a book, be playing a video game, or whatever when the car's driving." Because if the car makes a mistake, you need to be able to take control. So it was a joke. Videos posted online show people in their driver's seats of cars, which have an autonomous mode, while wearing the Apple headset over their eyes. By the way, that virtual reality, Apple virtual reality, that's $3,500. And people are buying this thing left and right? I mean, it just amazes me. One was reposted by Pete Buttigieg, who wrote, quote, Reminder, all advanced driver assistance systems available today require a human driver to be in control and fully engaged in the driving task at all times. Now, okay, I I think Pete Buttigieg is an ass. I think he's an idiot. He's a DEI lackey. I think the fact that he took six months off for... Uh, for uh, father's leave because his boyfriend and him had to raise their kid is asinine I think he's worthless he's bad at his job and he's just worthless but here's the thing would I sit there and say Pete Buttigieg giving this warning is just stupid I'd say yes it's stupid but I'd also say yes this is going to have to be a warning That this warning you're going to see posted on all cars that have autonomous driving. That the goggles are going to have to put that warning. You know why? Because idiots will do this. Idiots will drive with those bloody goggles on. It will happen. I mean, there's already been one autonomous vehicle accident. The gal was sentenced to jail on this. I think jail, yeah. Where she was, re. she took a nap while the car was driving in an autonomous mode and it hit somebody. People are going to have to be warned about this because people, folks, here it, is, here it comes, people are stupid. So I, the title of this was, do people really need to be warned about this? You'd think it'd be common sense that don't put virtual reality goggles on when you're driving. The answer is Yes especially with the Apple, which means you can see the environment around you. Okay, you can see the environment around you, but they're not paying attention to the environment around them. They're paying attention to their email or whatever they happen to be looking at. The answer is yes, people need to be warned. I do not blame Pete Buttigieg for making this or him being dumb enough. Whether this was a joke or not, the reality is he's going to have to warn people because this is what people will do. Okay. This is an um, our last story today. Our last story for the week. This is quite honestly a pretty amazing story. This comes from the post millennial. On Wednesday, Arizona State Senator Juan Mendez proudly honored Satanists at the state capitol in Phoenix. Mendez claimed that Satanists are under arbitrary and tyrannical religious persecution and gave the group glowing praise as he welcomed them to the Capitol grounds before a committee hearing. Now, mind you, this state senator, he's a Democrat, by the way. Shocker. Democrats seem to be siding with Satanists. Um, he's wearing a mask, so this guy is hooked on some crap. I don't know what his story is. But here, here's the thing with this guy. He sits there and he screams about how tyrannical and how terrible Satanists have it, okay? But uh, he disproves Satanism. He actually makes the argument that we make, that I make, that we make concerning Satanism is not a religion. And by the way, the devil hates to be mocked when Satanism comes around, we should be mocking it left and right. We should be pissing on those people. They're terrible people. So let's listen to this guy's um, speech, talking about how he's graced with the presence of Satanists and how he, what he's doing in praising Satanists is a noble action. And then let's hear his argument as to why Satanism is such a good thing. And it actually proves that Satanism isn't a religion. Let's listen.
1: Members, uh, I would like to introduce a group of Arizonans, uh, some from my district, but they have membership all across the state. They are here today to confront the arbitrary, tyrannical authority of religious persecution that's scheduled for government committee later on today. Uh, Today, uh, members, uh, I want to introduce you to members. We are graced with the presence of ministers and members of the Satanic Temple of Arizona. Please stand today. Uh, They're at the Capitol today to fight for the rights of their more than 12,000 members of their denomination and the rights of free speech and free exercise of all Arizonans. Uh, The temple practices non-theistic Satanism, divorced from superstition, without any belief in gods or devils. They practice practice the, the religious values of compassion, justice, bodily autonomy, free speech, science, humility, and noble action. As an organized religion, they they actively do outreach and community service and participate in public affairs where their issues might benefit where the issues might benefit from their rational satanic insights. The mission of the Satanic Temple is to encourage benevolence belo- belo- and empathy among all people. They embrace practical common sense and justice. They are guided by their conscience to undertake noble pursuits that fulfill their religious values, again, particularly of compassion and free speech. Members, I, I welcome them to the floor today. Uh, and we'll hear from them later on in the government committee. Thank you. He's right.
0: He's right. Uh, Satanism does not worship God nor devil. It worships the self. And, of course, then he says talks about justice and all that crap. And the reality is this guy wouldn't know justice if it fell on him. I, I, justice is not—by the way, justice, justice is not a satanic thing. It's actually a godly thing. It's divine. And they do not worship justice. They worship the self. That's all they are. What the self does is everything is subjective. What the self believes is what the self does. And that's their justice. So for example, and it sounds weird, but if I believe that pedophilia is okay, which a lot of people in this country do now, we're beginning to see it. Then what I do, have sex with a child, that's fine. That's justice. I should be able to have sex with a child because justice says I can have sex with a child. And there should be the justice is it's my desire. That's their justice. But what this idiot doesn't quite realize, he just proved it's not a religion. They're not worshipping a divine power. They're not worshipping God. They're not worshipping the devil. They're worshipping the self. That's not a religion. That is exactly the argument people like me make. It's not a religion. Anton LaVey, who was the founder of the Church of Satan, said that. If you read the Satanic Bible, and you should, though the Satanic Bible, I got to be honest with you, was plagiarized from Nietzsche. The whole Church of Satan, the Satanic Temple, is based on nihilism. That's It's all about me. The rest of the world does not exist. It's a Jean-Paul Sartre, Albert Camus, Frederick Nietzsche kind of philosophy. It is the world is just there for me. There is no God. There is no devil. There is no heaven. There is no hell. So what I do in this life is important because if I die, I'm just going to cease to exist. So I should be able to do pretty much what I want. It's anarchy. It's the support of anarchy. Now, like I said, Albert Camus believed in that too, but Albert Camus also believed that society does exist and you have to follow the rules of society because your rest of your life could be spent in prison. That's what the book The Stranger was about. But So he was a little different from Nietzsche or Sartre. But the reality is, Satanism is the belief you should be able to do whatever you want because you're just going to die and you're going to end up in a nothing and there is no heaven, there is no hell, there is no natural law. Do what you want. Anarchy. So, with that being said, that's not a religion. Of course, what he skips, one of the goals of Satanism is just to mock Christianity. Not Islam, mind you. You can't mock Islam because Islam will kill you but to mock Christianity specifically, and indirectly, since Christianity is just a sect of Judaism, Judaism, mock Judaism. It's just a very anti-religion, quote, religion. It's not a religion, though. So, But the fact that our government is beginning to embrace Satanism, reject Christianity, but embrace Satanism, really does tell you something about where we are hitting where we are heading as a culture as a society as a civilization can't survive you can't survive with everybody doing what they want because of justice and it's my doing whatever i want is my religion and by the way let's not forget one of the sacraments of satanism the the satanic temple is abortion it's one of their sacraments and you'll remember we talked a few months ago we talked about that that they now have their own abortion clinic and they have their own prayers for it. Weird, weird, weird stuff. We're, we're really, wow, when we don't have any morality in this country, that's a bad thing. Okay, you guys have a great weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbass is Talking Politics.